Welcome back to episode four. Is it four? I think so. Welcome back to episode four of the Monetize a Podcast. Today, okay, so first I'll just say that I, I have lost my voice. I, I think my voice sounds really weird right now. I can't speak properly. I think I just ended a week-long uh, Joe Dispenza retreat, and maybe it has something to do with that, plus traveling to Miami. We're filming this in Miami. Airplanes, 1,850 people together in the retreat. Probably picked something up. Honestly, I have no voice, but we committed to doing an episode every week, and so here we are. But you will probably, Shannon's probably going to have the mic most of the time, believe it or not. Yeah, and don't worry, because I have the voice. <laughs> I have yeah. a clean Clear voice. Clear, clean, beautiful voice. Yeah. Uh, Today, we really want to talk on the topic of like influencer versus content creator versus online coach. What What's the difference? What are Are you an influencer? Are you a content creator? How do you mix that with the online coaching? I think there's a lot of confusion. We see our clients build up a ton of mm, like stress, sometimes resentment towards content marketing. Sometimes they. They try to fit into a box of being some influencer, but they're not staying true to their values. They're trying to be someone they're not. It doesn't come off as authentic. It doesn't It doesn't create clients, and they just end up being on this content hamster wheel. And I think today we just want to kind of cut through a lot of the crap and probably at the end of this episode just give you permission to being your authentic self and, and let you know the content you know, I'll just start here. The definition of influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, or the effect itself. That is what a true influencer will do. So by definition, if you're creating content and you want to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something, you are automatically an influencer. But I think the definition, the idea of influencer has been so muddled i guess or so i don't know so so tainted with instagram and with people just posting you know bikini bodies six-pack abs nothing wrong with that but i I think we're going to cut through some of that yeah and i mean when instagram first came out what was that like got popular in 2012 ish it was all about these you know filtered images people having the best bodies people having the best life in front of private jets like it was this facade of perfection And what happens many times is influencers, if you're solely an influencer, you're not a coach, you're just solely influencing brands or maybe have a travel travel blog or whatever it is, you're talking in your content from the perspective of me. I, 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 this is my experience. This is my life. This is how I am in the world. Whereas, this is what I'm eating. This is the food I'm eating. Exactly. This is the pool I'm swimming in. This is the car I'm driving. Exactly. And when you're an online coach, of course you want to share parts of your personal life to build that know, like, and trust factor. And of course you should have content that is connecting with your audience. But what I find sometimes is coaches can tend to copy that influence style of content Mm -hmm. and then they make all of their content about them me 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 Mm -hmm. and my story and my Mm -hmm. transformation and that's great for some content Mm -hmm. but not all of your content yeah because then it's not going to connect with prospects with potential clients it's not going to connect with other people because you're leading your content from a place of me as opposed to you how can right. i serve how can i help how can i provide transformation for what you're struggling with within which your is life true right influence now? by the way that's yes. true influence yes. i think the first thing i'll look at when, when when i'm looking at someone's content or someone's social media or whatever it's just like 
I don't, I don't care about the followers. I don't care about the likes you have. I don't care about the comments or even the engagement. The first thing I look at is I'll just look through three or four pieces of content and say, is this adding real value to your audience? And I think some people, this is literally in our book. If you're watching this, our book may be out. It probably isn't actually yet. It's going to be available on Amazon. It's a 200-page manual for building your online coaching business called Monetize It. But in the book, I talk about we've had people with 250 or 500. I mean, I just started a new business, and I had, I think, 800 people on a YouTube channel. And I think we had 100 members from it. So it was worth $10,000, $12,000, $15,000 a month in MRR. So you could do it with a very small audience. I don't care about the size of your audience. I care about are you creating true value? And what your typical Instagram influencer in 2012 was after was you know, mass attention so they could get brand deals, they could get the free hotels, they could get the cars, whatever. And that's totally cool, that's a business model. We're not in that business model. You don't need a million people who are numbingly consuming your content. And in the book I talk about if, if you have 250 followers, it's not a lot to Instagram influencer, I guess, but imagine being on stage and having 250 eyeballs looking at you, hanging off of the words you say and the value you're bringing in, you're creating transformation for them. 250 people is a lot of people, and they're tuning in every day, every two days, every three days to your content. So don't be discouraged if you don't have a big audience. To me, it's like, are you creating real value? Are you, you know, are you are you creating kind of thought leadership? Are you are you challenging? the status quo? Are you challenging their perspective, helping them see things in a new way, showing them what's possible, leading, guiding, and having real influence on their life? Not, you know, here's here's the pizza I'm eating and it's good. It's like, that, that that's cool. And every once in a while, like I get it, that's what stories are for, show people your life. But in your content, um, how are you? How are you offering micro little transformations in every piece of content? Yeah, I think you also want to look at the fact of it being a numbers game. If you're an influencer, but solely an influencer, so you're not an influencer who's a coach. You're just an influencer. You're promoting brands. You're promoting travel. Whatever it is, yes, you do want essentially more followers, and you do want a lot more likes. You do want more engagement because when you put that content through to companies to sponsor you, they're going to look at that. Right. But when you're a coach who is also an influencer, because you are putting yourself out there and you're providing influence, but when you're a coach, it's not those vanity metrics that you need to be concerned with. Like Lucas said, you can have an audience of 250 people. And if you're essentially selling high ticket coaching, well, you don't need to have thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of followers, likes, and views. You need one person to really connect with your content. It, it, I follow the 1% rule. Imagine having 1,000 people follow you and just 1% buy, let's say, a 5,000 hour package. 1,000 people at you know, 1%, I should have done this math ahead of times, but that to me sounds like 10 people. 10 people times 5,000 is $50,000. There's no reason why you cannot do that. What happens is we go so wide and we try to get as many people as possible and now the, the message is all muddled and it's like you're, you're not getting 1% of people to buy from you. You're getting everyone thinks you're cool and it's okay, but it's not extraordinary and it's not exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, we can, we can, we can make this episode 60 hours long talking about niche message, but this is the underlying cause of a lot of frustration, I think, for people. And I, I do believe, or at least I know that I have felt this, so others probably have as well, is... Well, I only have 800 people on my Instagram. Who's going to take me seriously? Again, it, to me, it has very little to do 
and this is not just my opinion, I've, I've, I've seen this happen with the amount of followers you have. It's what's the impact of the content that you create and is it actually helping people right before I hit record on anything I do, including this episode, I just take a breath and I'm like, hey, wait, how does this actually help people? Before I hit record, am I doing this episode because I want to do it? Or how does it actually help someone? And right away, and I have the note right in front of me, I'm like, wait, we're going to help people remove the pressure, the stress of having to be perfect, having to have millions of followers. We really want to help anyone who's listening to this just trust their authenticity, trust who they are, and know that who they are is enough. Great mental note. Okay, now let's record this episode because I know it'll actually help someone. It's not something I want to talk about. It's something that I know is going to help someone, so let's talk about it for them. Every piece of content I do, I, I run that quick little question. Is this actually going to help somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing I want to touch on for sure is the fact that there are then coaches out there who have their content be too coachy, and then they're not Good. having influence, totally. right? Totally. So it is a fine line. Now, if yep. you're strictly an influencer and you're not coaching them, by all means, this podcast is not for you, or this episode, per se, wouldn't be for well, you. Well, a lot of not. influencers have tried to start coaching programs, because mm-hmm. I remember having one or two that I worked with. They had hundreds of thousands of followers. They could not convert those followers into paying clients. They've conditioned their entire audience to uh, free stuff, or like, you know, free stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be discouraged. If mm-hmm. you're not an influencer and you don't have hundreds of thousands of followers, you're literally in the best place to ensure that you create the, I guess, the channel or the, the, I'm looking for a word here, but the, the expectation, not even the, you're not coming off trying to amass millions of followers. You're looking for the perfect person who's looking for a solution to the problem you provide and they follow you because you constantly show up and you help them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And like what I was saying was that many times coaches will then not do posts that actually have influence, if that makes sense. So it's in reverse. So it's like their content is very rigid. It, it can be very, very, very structured and they don't instill that no like and trust factor right. because they're not having that influence, not being that totally. thought leader. So you do want to have both, right? If you're having totally. an online coaching business, you do want to connect with your audience and you do want to make little, little posts or some posts um, connection pieces that do share your story, of course, and do instill that no like and trust factor. And that is done by sharing parts of your own journey or your own personal life. Totally. I'll add one thing here. I was, I was at the Dispenza thing for like eight days and I, I tried to get into Cancun last year, but the tickets were sold out. So this, this guy commands, you know, 2,500 bucks to I think 3000 or so for uh, seven days. And they're sold out within a few minutes. And I was like, man, that, that's, that's amazing demand for his you know, services and workshops. And during the workshop, he said one thing. And as a marketer, my ears perked up. He's like, I struggled for years on how to get people into these rooms. The depth, you know, Joe Dispenza goes to is I can't even, a whole bunch of people ask me, how was the event? And I'm like, good, you'd have to be there to really understand the things we did. And so he's like, when I first got into this, I used the word meditation a lot, but nobody resonated with it. Nobody understood it. And so I had to use, and I forget what words he used. He's like, I had to use like mental reprogramming or something to get people back in the early 2000s into his programs. I was like, okay, great. He understood marketing. He understood give people what they want and then give them what they need. Now he's like, for these events, meditation is a big buzzword. So I use meditation or the team uses meditation in a lot of the marketing material to get people into this room and then I can go kick their ass for eight days and really go deep. 
I think he shares. There was ninety percent of stuff at at the workshop or at the at the retreat that I've never heard him talk about because he knows it would probably go over most people's heads. And so let's just save that for the program, and in our content or in the interviews or whatever, let's just give people what they want. And he's like, I just want to get people into this room so I can provide transformation. And I was like, that's why a guy like Dispenza commands. He understands marketing at some capacity. And I mean, he's been doing this for 30 years as well, but he understands marketing. And I remember just hearing him say that as a passing comment, but I, I heard it because I'm like, man, if more coaches could understand what he just said, they would be much more successful. It's it's giving them what they want. And and through your content, yeah, you're, you, you have the opportunity, opportunity to do that, to create influence in someone's life, bring them into your program, and then rock their world with uh, depth of knowledge and information that you could go down to. Yeah, market what they want, you give them what they need. 100%. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens many times in terms of marketing as coaches is we'll tend to market as a coach, right? We don't market as a marketer. We use language right. that will go many times above our clients' heads and we'll put a lot of time and energy into it and then we're like, why is this not connecting? Well, it's not connecting because it's not what they want. It's what... 100%. you want to market as a coach. So what language could you use that still markets your coaching services, but also your audience That's is right. going to intrigue them to That's want right. to take that next step. That's right. And, and just, just because I'm fresh off the dispense experience and I'm always watching what someone is doing in order to have the influence or have the demand. And if I find someone who's successful, I just want to learn what, what, what do they do, whether they know or not to create that. And even in a passing comment, he's like, I have a team during this eight days or the team was talking about, we just we just create space so Dispenza can focus on one thing and one thing only. And it was on the audience or on the individuals, on the people there. And again, any great coach or any great anything, they get so obsessed or focused and in tune with who they serve that they are able to create the content, the experiences, the programs, the offers that speak the language to whom they're whom they're marketing to or whom they're selling to. I Dispense is a great marketer. He doesn't know that. Well, he, he may know that. I don't think he studied it. Just over 30 years, he really learned how to market well because he's great at it. Great at captivating the audience's attention. Great at selling the audience on, obviously, the ideas. I mean, we did a five-hour-long meditation one morning. That was Wednesday morning, five hours long. It felt like 15 minutes. There is a level of salesmanship that goes into selling the idea to sit still for five hours, basically. Like, you know, you can't, there's a level of influence you have to be able to do that. And over 30 years, you will just organically learn that, of course, whether he studied around, great speaker, great at captivating the audience, great at reading their energy in the room and pivoting and shifting. And, and I watched it all and in, in kind of my, my mind, I was taking notes on, on how he does things because I just can't help it. You could do the same. You don't have to be Dr. Joe Dispenza or be doing this. Or Tony Robbins is, is an amazing salesperson and he's an amazing marketer, whether he knows it or not. And so I, I guess we're kind of veering a little off track, but it's still on the same point of like an influencer who just posts the new Gucci sunglasses they bought, very different to maybe the coach slash influencer who maybe you did buy some Gucci sunglasses and you overcame some limiting beliefs over you know luxury items because of some childhood programming and you overcame them in order to experience maybe some new experience and you're sharing some of that story in your marketing um, 
you know, it's still the same thing in a way, but you're you're injecting a little more depth, a little more story. You're teaching, you're coaching, you're guiding, and yeah, you're yeah, you're adding influence into your marketing. You're adding influence, but you're making it about your <clears throat> prospects. That's right. That's right. You can talk about yourself, but not every post. I can remember um, a client I was working with, and when I went to her profile. Every single post was mm, about me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my story and my mm-hmm. transformation. That was great. But after a while, it was just talking about her totally. and not about how she can help her clients. Totally. And although maybe your intention for putting that piece of content out there is saying, oh, this is going to help women because you know it will connect with them and they'll be like, I'm not alone and so forth. But it's not providing value for them to 100%. follow. It's providing you know, motivation inside of your story, but you need to have more than that. It needs to be about your, your prospects. Just, just here, here, I guess here's what you could really extract from this episode is before you hit post or send or publish or whatever, just ask what, what will the prospect get out of this piece of content or what will the audience or what will the consumer of this content, what, what will my, my follower or fan or whatever, you know what I'm saying, get out of this piece of content? What value will they extract from it? Sometimes it is humor and it's a joke. Sometimes it's a little bit of inspiration. Sometimes it's a little bit of, um, you know, it's going to cause them to think in a different way or see something in a different way. It's going to help them through some small or big problem they're having. And if you could do that and you stack the chips over months, you will build a, a relationship with your audience. And so that when you do ask and say, hey, I've got three spots open for next month's intake, or hey, we're launching this new offer, this new program or whatever, you have people who are connected to you and you're not doing the whole give in order to get. You're giving because you really want to help others. And you're asking when the time is appropriate because you have something. And you know that a certain percentage of your people will be very interested in working with you because they already got so much value from you that they, 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 they already trust you. I love that you said humor. I love that you said that in one of the posts, maybe you'll just show some humor, make somebody laugh. I want to say, don't be afraid to show your personality, right? Don't be afraid to show your personality because in the influencer culture, right? If you follow that, many times they don't show their personality because they have right. to be strict with companies, brands, and so forth. Right. And then coaches, well, maybe you have these, you know, imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs, or you don't want to, um, you know, you're afraid to show your personality because you think a coach should be a certain way and they should be very professional and so forth. So when you are authentic and real and true to yourself, people connect with that. hundred percent. And I think I'll just end it with, with one idea here is like, I think if, if you're creating content in order to be liked, you're, and I, I know this well, you will most likely bend or compromise on some of your values or some of your beliefs. And I think most of us do this in everyday life and it doesn't lead to a great result. Just think about all the other people. Maybe in your life, you say yes to things that you should probably be saying no to. Mm, you know, you, you, you compromise left, right, and center all over the place. If, if we're creating content in order to be liked versus in order to make an impact, we're, we're really limiting ourselves. And, and naturally, there's going to be people who don't like you and don't like what you have to say and don't like what you're doing. And that's fine. But the people who do, you know, they're, they're going to be those, the people who ultimately buy from you or join you or talk about you or share your stuff. And that's, that's all we're going after. You don't need thousands of clients. I mean, if you get five clients a month at five grand a month, you're doing okay. Like that's, that's 300 grand a year. You're doing okay. 
It, it doesn't take millions of people. It, it doesn't. There's seven or eight billion people on the planet. We're going for a small, small percentile of those. I just, yeah, I feel like the influencer culture has just sort of, and that trend is reversing, by the way. I think people are looking for more and more connection. That whole trend of here's my perfect life and here's you know the mansion that I'm staying at. Here's the hotel with this view. It's just dying. People know the facade of that. And people, when everyone is doing one thing, it stops being so effective. And I think that's been done to death. Mm -hmm. We're well, looking for real and raw. Yeah, well, what's really up and coming in terms of content or you know influencer content is UGC content, right? User, User-generated content. What's that? So in TikTok or other platforms, it's called UGC content. So for example, say the new age influencer will uh, you know, um, pitch themselves to companies and then companies will pay them to do kind of like a oh, selfie yeah. style video and then oh, they yeah. will take that and put it on their channels. Oh, cool. So it is more oh, yeah. cool. not that perfect influencer type right. of content. Cool. But nonetheless, as a coach, we're not strictly influencers. We're coaches and influencers. You're looking to make an impact. Hope that was helpful. Uh, by the time this podcast is out, our book is in the final, as of today, as of this recording, the book is being sent out to a editor to get it Amazon ready. We're gonna be doing some really cool giveaways, some really cool, uh, we're actually gonna be giving a full scholarship into the Coaches University when the book releases as well. If you're interested in learning more about what it is we do, the Coaches U, or just, just if you wanna enter our world, www.lucasrubix.com, plus links to our stuff is gonna be in the description below. And I'll let Shanna wrap things up. Sure, I'll wrap it up so Lucas can, can breathe. So I can cough there. Um, create content, content not to be perfect. Create content to make an impact. Love it. We'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Peace.